Hi, I'm uh, Will McHenry, the Program Associate at Polnars Eurasia, and with us today is Sam Charup, a senior political scientist at RAND, who recently co-authored Everyone Loses, the Ukraine Crisis and their Ruinous Contest for Post-Soviet Eurasia. Sam, welcome. Thank you for joining us for this Ponars podcast. What does the term in-betweens mean? Well, thanks for having me, Will. Um, so in the book that uh, Tim Colton and I wrote, we, um, at the end, uh, most of it's an analytical, um, uh, most of it is analytical in that it, it describes the causes and consequences of the Ukraine crisis, but we highlight at the end a, a broader problem, which is that there are um, six countries that are now sort of stuck in between um, Russia and an expanded Euro-Atlantic community, um, that is the Belarus, Moldova, and Ukraine in Eastern Europe, and Georgia, Armenia, Azerbaijan, and the South Caucasus um, that are um, in this uh, uh, space where they are both outside your Atlantic institutions, have no realistic prospect of joining them, and at the same time have, you know, varying degrees of tensions in their relations with Russia, um, but remain to a significant degree uh, influenced by um, the former imperial metropole. Uh, and we highlighted this because I think the broader um, Ukraine crisis is really not going to come to an end until some sort of mutually acceptable regional order, uh, acceptable to the countries in between themselves, uh, and the all and all major relevant external players uh, is um, uh, devised. And so, actually, in the book, we just came up with a couple ideas about that. But I took it upon myself in, in the context of my work at Rand. Um, and thanks to a, uh, the generosity of, the, of Carnegie Corporation of New York and the uh, Swiss uh, Federal Department of Foreign Affairs, as well as our partnership with the Friedrich Ebert Foundation, um, we put together a, a group of people from um, the countries in between, uh, the US, Europe, and um, Russia to try to think through some of these questions. And um, we, uh, we have a couple of publications forthcoming and there are no um, you know, easy answers here, but we worked through a lot of these issues and uh, we, the project is going to be continuing now. Um, so uh, I think it's one of these uh, intellectual vacuums that has uh, developed in the policy space where we know uh, that something's not right, but there's no sense of what the alternative policy might be. And so we're trying to sort of figure out what that might look like. What role has the problem of the in-betweens played in Russia-West relations? So, um, you know, if we look at the downturn in Russia-West relations since 2014, and really, you know, pre and post-2014 is when we should divide um, the post-Cold War relationship between Russia and the West, um, because things have gotten much, much worse since 2014. It was really a function of the Ukraine crisis. I mean, all the other things that we've seen since then, such as the election interference, the um, sanctions wars, the the... Syria intervention, all of this came in the sort of context that was created by the Ukraine crisis. And, um, you know, the Ukraine crisis itself is a function of this sort of undecided and really uneven negotiated issue of um, the regional order for this part of Europe and Eurasia. And so I think the, 
you know, there, there is a direct impact of this, uh, the in-between problem on the countries themselves, who are, of course, experiencing in various ways um, conflict as a result, uh, certainly um, economic displacement, um, interruption of trade flows, uh, and um, many of them suffer from, of course, significant problems of governance. But it has also had this broader geopolitical impact where the sort of core of the broader um, problem in Russia-West relations really is lies in this in this uh, with this question, and so logically speaking, until we find some way of at least ameliorating the problem, the broader tensions in Russia-West relations will remain. Great. On that note, what solutions are possible to address it? So um, I think one. I'll just get into uh, preview some of the insights in this uh, uh, publication that. Um, my uh, the participants in this project, um, uh, it's a collection of their um, papers, but also this report that I'll be co-authoring. Um, you know, some of the things we learned, first of all, it's um, defining what it means to be in between is uh, more complicated than um, you might think at first glance. So really, you know, understanding that, for example, Armenia and Belarus from the Russian perspective are no uh, more in between than Latvia and Lithuania. They are both members of the Eurasian Economic Union, members of the uh, Collective Security Treaty Organization, um, and you know, to a certain extent, their choices have been made. Um, so, in a way, we want to, uh, you know, problematizing the issue is, is important. Um, there are also um, ways in which, both on the security level and the economic integration level, you can imagine uh, in a different political environment. Um, measures that could be taken to address uh, the security challenges that exist, both in the context of the conflict that exists and more broadly, um, security assurances and, and, uh, and guarantees, uh, arms control and confidence security building measures to ensure disengagement, um, some kind of uh, um, confidence building measures surrounding the, the protracted conflicts, um, and a degree to, of trying to find ways to manage the differences between the European, the EU economic standards and uh, those of the Eurasian Economic Union so as not to have the disruptions in trade that we've seen since 2014. Now, a lot of these uh, solutions are um, academic in the sense that they are unlikely to be adopted by policymakers in the short term, but as I mentioned, given this intellectual vacuum, we really think it's important to put um, ideas out there, even if the time for them politically has yet to come. Great. Fascinating. Sam, thank you for joining us for this Polnars podcast. Thank you.